It's time for some foreplay for your cheap ass. Keg foreplay starring the shipwrecks. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode number two of the CAG Play Forecast. I believe that's what it's called. Uh, Mrs. Shipwreck or Cheapy are not in their respective places today, so it is me and Wombat bringing out a show. Oh, I'm here, too. That's right. I almost forgot. Yes. That, that was... I, was so in, I was so enthralled in listening to you give an intro that I forgot to say something. I'm not well-versed at intros. I leave that I know. I, I, I was enjoying listening to you squirm. It was kind of... I was amused. That's what I do. I squirm. I see, yeah, I see that. So here we are, awkward, silent cast number two. Perfect. <laughs> and how are we this evening? I'm doing all right. How are you? You don't want to know. <laughs> I just had a nice five-alarm burger from Red Robin. Wow. Was it, was it too hot to eat like it is in the commercial? No. No, it, it was perfectly fine to eat in the five minutes I scarfed it down in. Excellent. Well, you know, I'm kind of pressed for time, mostly because I'm exhausted. I haven't slept in about two days because the child in my house decided that she doesn't like sleeping anymore. And also my house is kind of full at the moment. Uh, for those who are unaware, uh, Mrs. Wombat's best friend from Boston is in town for New Year's week. And she is here with her husband and their baby, who was born the same day as Sabrina, so another five and a half month old. And their dog, which is a big, big old greyhound. So two dogs, two babies, four people, small house, tired wombat. And we had other friends here who I think may still be here or either just left with uh, their two kids. So it was another two people and two children uh, running around up until about five minutes ago. And you're allowed to be doing a show. I am in the basement. I am actually, <laughs> everything is hooked up into the laptop. I'm in the basement now. I have the computer on our old coffee table. I'm sitting in my old beanbag chair. And this is the most peace and quiet I've had in about four days. <laughs> that sounds wonderful. Yeah, yeah, so this is what I do for you people listening out there who say that we don't. I don't care about, anyone who says that I don't care can kiss my butt because I'm exhausted and yet... My wife probably won't speak to me for a week after this also, but this is what I do for you guys. Yeah, I'm not so sure about this. I'd, I'd be a little pissed off at you if I was your wife. Uh, you know, I, I told the fans they demanded that we do a show, and I'm not going to let the whole world down. Not on, not on New Year's Eve. <laughs> See, I would let the whole world down. I've done it many times when it's worked out that uh, Mrs. Ship just didn't feel like doing a show, but you're a trooper. I am a trooper, and who knows? I have a feeling this may not be the longest show we've ever done. That's, that's what I'll say about that, that. That's fine by me. Less editing on my part. Exactly. And as far as Mrs. Ship goes, she is feeling much better. She just has a slight cough still. And since there's no new releases or anything, she is just sitting in the other room watching uh, Failure to Launch on the TV. So, Excellent. But, uh... <laughs> yes? Well, you made this outline. All oh, by, I see. I'm all supposed by yourself. to lead. No, you're not supposed I to did. lead. 
I was just impressed by this outline. Cheapy was asking me earlier how I got you to do it. You asked. <laughs> exactly. I think Cheapy's just a little bit more afraid that stuff's not going to get done than I am. And so he might ask you or want you to do something, but then he doesn't wait long enough. So he feels Maybe like not. he needs to get it done. How long did it take me to do this? Five minutes? Maybe. Something like that. Maybe five minutes, though. I mean, it, it's not like it takes people who thinks it take a, people who think it takes a long time to make these outlines. It really doesn't. But I like to give Cheapy the satisfaction that he uh, does a lot. It takes a long time to put the CAG four play outlines together, though. I well, can yeah, t- that's I can you tell you that write, much. You write like a book, right? Uh, speaking of Cheapy, though, he got us some nice presents. He did. Like, he got us each the same thing. Yes. Uh, Gamefly year subscription. Yeah, that's right. We each got a year subscription to Gamefly. So what uh, games did you get? I assume you got your first two games already? I got my first two games yesterday. I haven't played either one of them yet. Uh, I got Left 4 Dead and I got Uncharted. Excellent. I picked up, well, I didn't pick up. I had sent to me uh, Saints Row 2 and Mercenaries 2. Oh, very nice. I, yes. Those are on my queue as well. Well, those are two games that I am interested in playing but have no interest in buying. And that's what Gamefly is for. Exactly. That's the same thing with Left 4 Dead and Uncharted. Even though I do want to buy Uncharted at some point, but it's just a matter of principle now that it's been out for so long, and it's included in a bundle, and it's still not $20 anywhere. Yeah, basically. I I have uh, Uncharted on my queue as well. So Left 4 Dead, I need to take off my queue because I actually got it yesterday. So... Yes, and I was talking to Cheapy earlier, and we're going to play some of that this week because I am off until Monday. So, I have to go to work tomorrow. I'm off on Thursday, and then I have to go to work again on Friday, and then I have a normal weekend. <laughs> so Cheapy and I will play some. Yeah, exactly. But uh, did you get anything else for for Hanukkah? For Hanukkah? Yes. You could say uh, Christmas. Ca- I Karanika? <laughs> Karanika. Um, I got a t-shirt. Oh, you told me about that. A Marvel t-shirt. I got a Marvel t-shirt. It's one of the, it's, it's not, it's a nice t-shirt. I got it from my sister-in-law, brother-in-law, I guess as well. And that's about it. Oh, well, you guilted your parents or somebody. I guilted my, I I guilted my wife. Actually, she bought me left for dead because she felt bad that I didn't get anything. And she's going to take that back after tonight. She probably will. This (laughs) this is, I guess is really my gift. You're going to walk up from the basement. uh, That disc is going to be snapped in half. But that's uh, okay. I got a lot. I'm not gonna, I know you I'm got a lot. Lie. I uh, I made out all right at Christmas. So See, what did you get? Tell the world how much crap you get. I get nothing, which, you know, at this point in my life, to be perfectly honest, it's fine. I, I, I like to complain more. I like to complain more than I like to get stuff anyway, so not getting anything gives me reason to complain. But you got stuff, so why don't you tell the world what you got? Uh, I think I got 10 games total. So I got uh, Gears of War 2. Which Gretchen and I, I just said my wife's name, but that's all right because it's out there. <laughs> uh, we were playing through that on uh, split screen, and we're liking that so far. I got Forza Motorsport 2, which I already had, but my parents uh, found it for a dime because my mom runs uh, like library sales, and somebody had donated some games to the library. So I got that in Grid for – she got them for a dime each and put them in my stocking. Um, then I got Wario Land Shake It which I started playing tonight. Uh, I got Castlevania Order of Ecclesia, Robocalypse, Prince of Persia, Persona 4, Spectral Force 3, Tomb Raider Underworld. 
but did you get a Marvel Comics t-shirt? I did not. I did get a lot of lounge pants and boxers, though. I got some Super Mario 3 boxers and some Super Mario lounge pants and some Halo lounge pants. So I guess the assumption is that with all the games you have, you'd no one in your family expects you to leave the house. <laughs> exactly. I think that's what it was. I did I did get a Starbucks travel mug, though, so... Somebody thinks I'm going to leave. Someone thinks you're going somewhere to go get more games or more lounge pants. Yeah. I did get the Dark Knight on Blu-ray, too, but I have not had a chance to watch it yet because I've been playing no one likes you. way too many games. Can't believe you haven't seen it yet. We did see uh, – we, we watched crappy mu- movies instead. We're awful about that. Like, uh, Mrs. Shipwreck, she really, like, has to be in, a, like, the right mindset to watch a movie. So she the Dark Knight, she wants to see it, but – it's like you have to plan a day around it, and like it's a whole like movie night type of thing. So instead, we watched uh, Get Smart and Kung Fu Panda. I can tell you all about those. I have no interest in knowing anything about them. There you go. That's 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 the review. Yeah, I have no interest. But I'll talk about some of those games later on if we have time. Once we sure, get to the you want to talk about the last show because you were on it. Yeah, yeah. I'll talk yeah. about. Oh, I did go over to my sister's house too, and they they put a new. Uh, like projector and like a seven foot screen. And I took some pictures. I'll see if there's any that I can post with this show, but it's pretty amazing. Like we were playing Samba de Amigo for the Wii and that monkey was just huge. And I was getting motion sickness from watching one of my nieces play uh, animal crossing because as the world was rotating, it was just like too big. (laughs) That's funny. But yes, I was on the last show. Let's go to that. Yes. Last show you were on it. Okay, here we go. Courageous says, Wombat is absolutely right about his bundle theory. My brother, who is 30 years old and at least 10 years removed from gaming, picked up that exact bundle for his family for Christmas. The console, Mario Kart, we play for his son and we fit for his wife. Nintendo might as well make that a family bundle, though it is possibly, although it's possibly Costco may, Costco may have done so already. Yeah, I thought that was a pretty smart thing, and it makes a lot of sense by looking at those NPD numbers that I think that's what people are buying when they get, you know... If not everybody, obviously, since they sold 2 million uh, consoles, but not 2 million each of those games. But I think that's what people do. You know, a good number of people are doing when they see that in the store. Yeah, there's no no doubt about that. And I think uh, you could substitute maybe Guitar Hero or Rock Band for, for Wii Fit as well. Because uh, if you don't find one of those, you're going to go with one of those music games, possibly. I know a lot of people at work that got Wiis were uh, either got Rock Band or... Uh, we're still looking for it after the holidays, so I think I think you got something in there. I think so. And by, too, la- ca- by last yes. show, we're talking about the last CAG cast. Yes, the last show that we did. Since this is coming out on the CAG four play feed, and there will That's be right. a new four play next week when games actually start coming out again. And if GP decides to not be lazy, we'll do a show too. But yeah, it what's would up with it? Not be my fault. I don't know. Well, there's no daycare this week. The daycare is closed, so. He has to be full-time dad. Gotcha. So, yep. Captain Caveman has to say, Wombat must have taken a shot of sex tonic before the show because he was unusually feisty this episode. For the first time, he almost appeared to be in control of the flow more than Chibi. Uh, And then he goes on to say how great I am. And I agree. I am awesome. 
I, I'm sensing a theme in most of these comments that you picked out. Here. I don't know what you're talking about. Next comment <laughs> comes from Thomas96. Wombat, I have to agree with your comments regarding system selling <laughs> games. LVP as a new IP or any good new IP could have been more of a system seller. However, you have to expose people to it. Agreed. It just it's not has has nothing to do with the game itself. It's just as the system selling games go, I also think that game should it it needs to be a well known franchise helps. Well, I think um, I, I think this was part of what I was saying too in the last show where I thought Microsoft was smart for putting in those licensed games, even though they might not have been the best games. But Kung Fu Panda and Lego Indiana Jones, people know those licenses. He also mentions Wii Sports as the flagship game and that that was not a new IP. But also, if you remember when the Wii launch did launch with a Legend of Zelda game, which I think was what they were hoping, if for some reason the Wii wasn't the behemoth that it became, that that might be the quote-unquote system seller. I think that might have been an original intention. Um, What they have been able to do is create a franchise out of games that start with the word Wii. I mean, I think, you know, you see Wii Sports, Wii Fit, Wii Music. Uh, you know, that's that's become a viable name now in video game purchases. If you're, you know, Susie Homemaker, who's been mentioned on the show before, and you're looking to buy that new game for your kids, and you know they like Wii Sports, and you know you like Wii Fit, and you see Wii Music, and you know it's the same line of games, that's what you're going to pick up. Maybe. And that's why we music sold as many copies as it did last month. Yeah. It also helps that... that it, at least that's my theory. I don't know if uh, your malls uh, have these or not, but down here, the higher-end malls around here have big Wii kiosks just out in the middle of the mall, like with probably about eight or ten Wiis set up with the different, like, Wii Fit and Wii Music and, like, Mario Kart and all the top Nintendo brand branded games. So I think that's helping sell stuff too. Not that the Wii needs help selling itself, but no, you know that doesn't hurt thing, though. Yeah, one thing they've done very well is market this console properly. Mm-hmm. So you can't uh, say enough about that. Uh, also, Kate Foster, this is the one comment that isn't about me. As you can tell, I did the outline. Okay, Dukes of Hazard. Someone may have said this, but I'm going to go. I'm going to go to it again. But a search of the thread gave me nothing. Okay. There is at least one black guy, Sheriff Little from Chickasaw County. Um, I looked this up as well, and yes, Sheriff Little from Chickasaw, Chickasaw County was an African-American on the Dukes of Hazard, but he also only appeared in nine episodes and didn't make his first appearance on the show until the show was on for three years. I say he doesn't count. I also say he might not count because I do not think I have his trading card, and I have the complete set of Dukes of Hazard trading cards. So there you go. If they don't make a trading card on him, he doesn't count. They probably never made an action figure of him either. No, no, I, I don't think so. Yeah, what so what car did he drive? Did he just? You have to have I a car too. Yeah, I don't think he drove a car. I had the Mega uh, General Lee with with the Bow and Luke. I had the uh, General Lee. Uh, it was almost kind of one of those things where you put the car on the track and they go around. But this oh, one, yeah, yeah. this a one slot like car. Yeah, like a slot car type thing. But this one like jumped off the track and like like. Did a like a I don't know a big jump over stuff and like like crashed through all these like I guess they were barrels of hay or something like little orange blocks. I, 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 I like that a lot. You had that too. I had that too. That was awesome, wasn't it? It was awesome. Yes. Uh, next up, a little bit of Cag Newsish as I move this along. 
There was no segue there. Uh, Child's Play Charity, just so everyone knows, we have met our goal. So thank you, everyone. That's awesome. Do you know how what we've raised to date? Are you looking at it? Because I'm not. I am not. I think it was just under 32000 Something along those lines. I'll and tell I, you in two seconds. I know it, it is closed. It closed early. I think Cheapy was trying to get it. To oh, yeah. He took it off the homepage. Yeah. Uh, so I can't so look. I think that is over now. If you didn't get your your uh, donations in, I guess you can still get them to Child's Play any time of year. But I don't think you can go through the CAG links. But, yeah, we went. It was like 103%. Of of our goal, so that's awesome! Congratulations, everyone. We appreciate it definitely in these uh these these tough times for everyone. Trust me, I know. Did I tell you what happened to me today? Uh, I do not believe so. Well, part of the other problem going on with me right now is I also have like mild uh, stomach virus. Nice. Which which doesn't make me particularly happy either. You have been a little cranky lately, even on oh, Instant Messenger. I know I've been super cranky. Toilets were broken at work. And at home. What? Where did you go? Where have you gone? Well, someone had to discover that the toilets didn't work at work. So I was lucky to be (laughs) that guy. Where'd you go? That was a good public service you did there. Yeah, exactly. Um, And now the one in my house seems to be working. So we're not going to rock that boat. But I got updates all day on, on my backed up on your on your pink toilet yes on my pink toilet (laughs) poor me poor wombat (laughs) just not my day um how about a little game uh, shopping news yeah why not you buy games yeah i went to this sale actually there was a a, uh, 996 clearance sale at circuit city where all clearance games 1996 or less are uh ringing up ten dollars for this week uh, there's some decent games. There's a list on CAG if you, uh, if you are interested, but know that most of the games, at least around here, were already gone by Monday. Um, yeah, I but, think most places, everything's pretty much yeah, gone. But if you're looking for like some of the maybe second tier stuff, uh, I don't know, it's like some like the Fear Files or maybe Harvey Birdman for the Wii and stuff. I saw stuff like that still, uh, in the I bin. I like that Harvey Birdman game. Yeah, I liked it just fine, and for ten dollars is probably about right because it was only, was it even two hours long? Maybe two hours long. Yeah, I, I yeah, put it's it on really the PSP. short, but yeah, no, it's definitely not worth more than ten dollars, and even that may be a stretch. But I still liked it. I mean, it's funny. I agree. All right. Uh, so you're the man with new releases. It looks like there's really none. Nothing uh, retail wise. I I did see. I think I told you about this. Uh, the Guitar Hero like dual packs came out. And I'm guessing those came out this week or last week because I had never seen them before. It's a combo pack of Guitar Hero 3 and Guitar Hero Aerosmith for either the Wii, the PS3, or the 360 uh, for $50, which is – that's not bad. Now, I'm uh, assuming that's without any type of instrument. Yeah, no no guitars or anything. But you can pick the guitars up really cheap everywhere now. I mean uh, both Target and uh, Circuit City have – uh, Guitar Hero Aerosmith with a guitar for like $47, I think it is now. Yeah, that's what uh, I was at my Target on Sunday, buying new Ottomans for the living room, and yeah. uh, I saw it there. Yeah, So, and then on the PS2, they had a three-pack that had uh, those two games and the 80s edition, and I'm assuming that one's $50. It did not have a price tag on it at Walmart, but... 
Are you surprised they never came out with the version of the 80s edition for the other consoles? I'm surprised they didn't come out as a downloadable pack for maybe Guitar Hero 3. Yeah. Something. Uh, yeah, it just seemed like you had all those songs. You spent all that time to do all the music tracks for them, and you got all that licensing and everything. Maybe they only licensed them for the PS2? Well, I'm assuming they only licensed them for the PS2, but I, it, it, it's, uh, it was very short-sighted, I would say. Uh, as Guitar Hero has typically been. Yeah, I guess that's kind of the MO with maybe with Activision in general. Yeah. Uh, the new releases this week, though, for the WiiWare, there's Maboshi's Arcade. Uh, did you see anything on that one? Nope. It is, it's very hard to describe, but it's got three games going on in three different columns at the same time. Very simple little, uh, games based on shapes. Like there's one based on a circle, one based on a square, and one based on a stick. And they kind of interact with each other, like things you do in one game kind of fly over to the next game and affect that. And then you, I don't know exactly how you switch between the games on the fly or if you have to like get so much in one game and it switches to the other, but apparently it's not terrible. Uh, Okay. And that's $8 on, uh, on the Wii. Yeah. And then there's a pool revolution Q sports, which is pool and uh, that one that they play over in Europe. Snooker. 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 Nice. Uh, for $5. And on the virtual console is Zoda's Revenge Star Tropics 2 for $5. Uh, did you ever play those? I played the first one. I never played the second one. Neither have I. All right. I'm glad we talked about that. Yeah. And we also have uh, Interpool, The Trail of Dr. Chaos on the Xbox Live Arcade for $10. And that looks like, uh, what is that? That's basically a clone of Millionaire? Yeah, some type of that game where you have a picture and you have to find all the objects in the picture and solve a mystery somehow with it. I don't know. Do you know that uh, Mrs. Wombat played through Millionaire twice on the DS? Wow. She really likes that game, and I have a feeling I may wind up buying this. Uh, that's not, It might not be bad. I mean, there's nothing like that on Xbox Live Arcade. No, and it, honestly, if it is the same game, she's going to be thrilled. Well, I, She'll probably like it. It looked all right from the screenshots. Yeah. So there you go. Yeah, on to Microsoft? On to Microsoft. As you can see, we're really trucking on this show today. <laughs> I guess that's what happens when there's no cheapy telling stories about, I don't know, dropping his kids or... Well, there's there's the there's no cheapy telling stories and there's no news from anybody because everybody no. is on break. I know, it's really frightening. There's no news anywhere to tell anywhere. So, this is what you get. You get me and Shipwreck, you get awkward silence, and you get fast talking so on to microsoft i'm all right with that i got games to play we gotta move this along here i know uh left for dead have you played it yet i did i played it yesterday for about 45 minutes and i will admit i played single player which i know isn't really the game right but okay one of the things also with all the guests in my house i was forced to move the 360 from the living room on the big tv to the smaller tv in the bedroom and I also had to play it with the headphones on. So I'm playing it maybe like three feet from the TV now with headphones on and in the dark. So that doesn't that sound game, bad. It it really was a great way to play the game. And I really like it. And I was I would like to be playing it again right now. I mean, it's a it does a good job of, you know, it, everything, you know, the zombies are always randomized. Well, we could stop this right now and go play it. I It's tempting. Because uh, it is. It's a lot of fun, and I'm glad I picked it up. It was really the only – it was the last game of the season that I really wanted that I didn't have. 
Um, and I let, I dropped many hints around that that's what I wanted for the holiday season. Hence my extreme disappointment when I did not get it for the holiday season. <laughs> See, I, I'm a lot less subtle with my hints. My my mom even wrote me back an email saying that, uh, like, both Mrs. Ship and I send out our wish lists or whatever every year. My mom wrote me back saying that uh, my wife's uh, list was very nice and, and everything. And then she said mine looked like a catalog. Which, That's uh, funny. It did. I, I'm a very uh, – I like making things easy for people. That's part of the reason I'm, like, involved with CAG and everything. But I pretty much went through and made all the Amazon links and showed them where everything was on sale. And Mrs. Wombat does what the Amazon. She does the Amazon wish list, so she always gets what she wants. Um, someone did actually give me another gift this season, but it was something that was on my wife's gift list. Oh, so it was okay. really something for her, but they wrote the card to me, basically. Nice. Yeah, was was like, not a video game. No, it was DVDs. Oh, that's not bad. Uh, no, was it wasn't terrible. Uh, it was the Marx Brothers collection. Wow. Yes. Old school. Yes, old school, for sure. And actually, the person who made out the best, as she should, would have was uh, Sabrina, who got some really cool stuff. And we've had a lot of fun playing with her toys. So, so there. Yeah, I mean that's that's how it happens when you have kids. That is kind of how it happens. That's why I said it's really not that big a deal that I didn't get anything. I know, I li- like I said, I like to complain more than I like getting gifts. So the gift I got this season was the gift of complaining. Yeah, see, I, I get all my nieces a whole bunch of games now. Because they all, they, uh, they all play the Wii and have DSs and play the 360 and everything. So yes. I, I have fun shopping for them. So there you go. After 45 minutes, Left 4 Dead, a lot of fun. Uh, <laughs> I'm looking forward That's to playing. That's really all I got out of it. I mean, I haven't really played much of it, so expect more. Hopefully, next week, uh, next cast, we'll be able to talk about some good online multiplayer action. Definitely. Uh, you finished Prince of Persia, though, right? Yes, that is a pretty quick game, and it is artificially lengthened at the same time. Um, as far as Prince of Persia goes, I would say this falls in right behind Sands of Time as far as how much I liked them. And I really like Sands of Time, so it would take a miracle for a Prince of Persia game to surpass that at this point. Um, The problem with it, and it's very good still, the problem with it, though, for me, is that they got away from the kind of puzzle-solving aspect of it, uh, which is what I like so much about Sands of Time, was you were put into an environment, you had to figure out how to get from point A to point B. That was the whole enjoyment of the game, like... Sure, you fought people in between, but that was really that was there to keep people who weren't interested in solving the puzzles like interested in the game. Now, Prince of Persia, the new one, you still have all the wall running, you still have all the jumping and everything, but at any point, there's like it's pretty obvious what you're supposed to be doing, and there's no real like I don't mind so much that any, you can't really die in the game that the Elica comes and saves you every time you fall off a cliff. I don't mind that so much, but she can also show you exactly where you need to be going. Uh, kind of like the, the breadcrumbs trail and fable. Oh, so okay. you just hit, you hit her button and this little like white light goes off and kind of like sh- makes a trail in front of you of where you're supposed to be going. Um, which is both good and bad. Uh, sometimes you need it because you just want to get from one world to the next because it's all one open world. And you have to like actually move between different levels to get to 
the different areas. So you become very familiar with running through the same type of puzzles and everything like that. And on top of that, backtracking there, the whole idea of the game is you go into these regions and you have to purify the land. So after you purify the land, then all these orbs called light seeds go all over the place. And so then you have to play back through that same level if you want to collect all those light seeds. And you have to collect a good amount of these light seeds or you can't get the powers that open up the levels you need to uh, continue with the game. So they've kind of artificially inflated the length. Like I got to a point where I was, I don't know, I was about four hours in and I had beaten all the levels, but I just didn't have, I had to go collect like 150 orbs. I had to go back and basically replay a bunch of levels uh, just so I could move on to the story. And uh, I don't know, it, it just doesn't quite catch me as much as the Sands of Time did. But the uh, dialogue is excellent between uh, the prince and Elika. I'm, uh, it's kind of like a uh, almost a romantic comedy type of dialogue. Well, that's, well they had that a little bit in uh, Sands of Time. They did, but neither character was likable in Sands of Time. Oh, like, I thought they were. They're decent, but not as good as in this game. Okay, well, that's different. Yeah, they, they, this one, I like this character better, but I like the Sands of Time game setup better. But, uh, gotcha. Aside from that, it, it's a decent game. I, I would say it's a rental. Well, um, I do have it on my uh, Gamefly queue, so once it shows up. Yeah, you should you should enjoy it, and there will definitely be sequels, so hopefully they will uh, modify the formula a little bit again, maybe get back to a little bit more uh, puzzle-heavy. But I also have been playing, I went straight from that, which I probably played these in the wrong order, uh, but I went straight from that into playing Tomb Raider Underworld. Which I'm also currently playing. I'm playing mine on the PS3. You're playing yours on the 360. Yes. Although, uh, actually, according to the internet, the textures on the PS3 version are better than the textures on the 360 version. I probably would not notice. Um, I, I, yeah, I couldn't comment because I haven't seen the PS3 version, but I do know the 360 version is the one with the uh, extra levels coming. So. Yeah, I know. I, I won't those, get those textures are going to look better. Probably. Um. So, what do you think? You you like this a lot? I do. I think it's a lot of fun. I mean, I, you know, it has uh, some pretty s- decent puzzles, and uh, you know, getting from po- it's the game's all getting from point A to point B. There's not much combat, right? Uh, it's yeah. it's the two, it's the Prince of Persia Sands of Time formula. Yeah, basically. Yeah, and, uh, just and, at a slower it pace. Mm-hmm. It is. Which, it's a slow game, but then again, I'm a slow guy, which may be another reason why I kind of like it. I like the pacing. I like that it's a qui- it's a very quiet, solitary game. Yeah, uh, it's I still like it a lot, but I've played Legend and Anniversary, which you have not, correct? I have not. Okay, I liked those games qu- quite a bit, and Underworld just hasn't taken a step forward from those games. It it actually hasn't hooked me as much as Anniversary did. It's a little bit. It's almost uh, too open this time around, I think. Like, it's not uh, as linear as the past ones have been. Like, there's more, I don't know, just more exploration, it seems, which is a good thing for Tomb Raider. But, I don't know, the the combat feels a little bit clunkier than the last two games, and even, like, like moving The combat's around. not very good in general. I mean, the only time combat, quote-unquote, kind of works is when you're using a gun that's more powerful than you need. Like, you know, if a tiger shows up, you shoot it once with a shotgun, no more tiger. 
But if you have nothing left but your pistols and you have to get from point A to point B and there are things to shoot, forget it. It's no fun at all. Well, yeah, you, well, you can go into that adrenaline mode or whatever where you can get the headshot. Yeah, but... you. Yeah, that's, yeah. Yeah, that's not so hot. No, it still doesn't. Because then you have to aim in that weird first-person-y-esque third-person shootery view, and it just doesn't work for me. Yeah, but it's not a bad game at all. It's Mm-mm. it's just not hooking me as much as Prince of Persia did. Uh, I I'll I'll play through it this week though. I'm I'm definitely gonna finish it up. And I'm sinking into my giant basement beanbag chair. I'm like I can hear to... you. I think sinking into it. I'm trying to move, and it doesn't quite work. <laughs> <laughs> I can only imagine that picture. Um, it ain't pretty. <laughs> it wasn't in my mind either. Uh, I also got Spectral Force 3. Uh, a lot of people probably don't know what that is exactly. It is kind of like a Final Fantasy Tactics or a Shining Force type of game for the 360. Um, it was put out by Atlas. Uh, it was developed by Neverland, the people who uh, do the Rune Factory games for the DS. Okay. Yeah, it's pretty pretty nerdy. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, as far as the gameplay goes, the gameplay is fine. Uh, you're just selecting your squad and you go out your squad and you move them around the grid and beat up monsters and other, other enemies and everything like that. The in-between cutscenes uh, could have used some work, but aside from that, it, it was fine for, I think, uh, my in-laws bought that for me. I'm sure it was like $15 on Amazon when it was on sale. So goodbye for that. Nice. You know, it? I wanted to mention this, uh, Castle Crashers was patched the day before Christmas. Supposedly wow. fixing all of the online issues. I might go back and actually play that now. I Yeah, I haven't actually downloaded the patch yet, but why, the reason why I wanted to bring it up, if you look at the Major Nelson post, uh, mo- well, at this point is most recent, but probably not by tomorrow, he lists, as he does every week, the most popular titles on live, and the most popular Xbox Live arcade game last week was Castle Crashers. Well, that's good. Exactly. And I'm like, wow, see, I get... So I guess... People really have been waiting for that patch for a long time, and uh, once word spread, people have finally gotten back to this game, and and it really is a great game. Uh, It was just plagued with so many bugs. I mean, you couldn't go online at all, really, and I'm actually looking forward to playing this. I mean, between this and Left 4 Dead, it looks like I may have a uh, a big co-op weekend, so. Sounds good. Yeah, I'm in. I just, I'm in. I just thought that was interesting that, you know, they patch it and boom, it shot right up uh, back to number one. It, that doesn't surprise me. I mean, I know I, I loved what I played of it, but I could only get through maybe a level, maybe two, when I was trying to play with other CAGs. And then it it just, like, bombs out completely. Yeah, no, it does. And it, it was, oh, it was frustrating. So... Uh, that was really all I wanted to mention about that. I just thought, like I said, again, I thought it was a little interesting. Oh, new Avatar clothes are available, too. That's what oh, I get for going to Major Nelson. What, what get, do we uh, got Avatar clothes-wise? You have, uh, for the guys, you get a hoodie, a baseball cat, baseball hat. Baseball cat would be weird. Uh, dark purple jeans, green skinny jeans, and pink sweatpants, sweatbands. Yes. And for the ladies... Uh, some rings and some gloves and some bracelets and some zebra print pumps and also a baseball cap. So there you go. How about that? Yeah. 
I still haven't changed from the original outfit I put on my uh, avatar. I change mine up every now and again. Here's a funny story. I was at uh, the big Hanukkah party this year. was at my brother-in-law's house. And uh, my nephew is 14. And he has a 360. And we were, you know, we were hanging out in his room. Uh, My nephews were playing Madden. They're big into Madden 09. And the 14-year-old went downstairs. And it was me and the 16-year-old. And we went in and we changed the clothes on his avatar. To make him look really stupid, and left it and left the room. So. You are so tricky. I am. I'm. I'm the. <laughs> uh, that's what makes me the cool uncle. <laughs> Very nice. What is this uh, next up? You have Saints Row Two and the RPG debate. Oh, it was that will. Dis- I, it's probably more than I want to go into tonight. But uh, it, basically, I I started Saints Row Two. And one of the things that I started to like about the game, and it, it was more because it's in a way a throwback to old RPGs, pen and paper RPGs that I used to play. And part of the reason why I liked Oblivion is in Saints Row 2, you, they really don't go into much on the backstory, on your character. But okay. they let you do so much character creation, including like the character creator on it is really cool. From well, The, the backstory, isn't it uh, that... You're the, the guy. From the you're the guy from the first one. Right. And having never played the first one, it doesn't mean anything to me. Gotcha. Okay. And you can select the character's voice. I mean, you, oh, you have, yeah, yeah. I mean, there's so many options, and you can make your guy look just like the Joker, which I thought was pretty cool. Like you could actually give him like a weird looking mouth that looks like a big smile, and paint his face white, and give him green hair. Yeah, they they did a great job in the the character creation. Yeah, I, haven't, it, I haven't played it yet, but I what I've seen of it and. Uh, messed around with it like at uh when they were showing us all the cre- creation stuff at e3 and everything it looked pretty amazing well, everything you could do and it was just fun because i created a character that's uh he's a british uh british uh street thug is the character that i created kind of like someone at a snatch okay or, or the bank job or you know generic british thug movie so i play the game accordingly like i just punch random people all the time and I just think that that was that that's kind of cool that you know it just it was kind of a throwback and I think it was part of what I really liked at Oblivion was that the character you never find out why the character was in jail at the beginning of the game in Oblivion. It's interesting that you're. It sounds like you're liking this and and you didn't like the first one, right? No, not too much. I like it. I don't love it. The game Saints Row Two is a glitchy mess. The game's frozen on me a few times and the slowdown is sometimes unbearable. But the game itself is fun. So you kind of take the good and the bad. So there you yes, go. yes, the facts of life. Exactly. You take the good, you take the bad. You take them both, and there you have the facts of life. Um, but, I mean, it's not, like I said, it's not bad, it's fun. And I think that might have been part of maybe why I wasn't able to get into Fallout 3 as much as I would have wanted to. Because that first hour of the game is all backstory. And you have that whole, you know, the whole setup with you and your dad and you're living underground. So even when you get out there and if you want to play as quote unquote a bad character. Yeah, you have that backstory behind you. But you have that backstory behind you and it doesn't it doesn't seem to fit your upbringing. Whereas if they just started you off where, you know, for some, you know, somehow you wind up outside of the vault Without as much of a backstory, it might have, I don't know, for me at least, have been a better a better way to start the game. 
I got you. Yeah. So I that was understand it. that. I could go into this in much further detail, but... I think we're good. Yeah. We'll go on maybe another time. <laughs> <laughs> As yeah. actually, I've, I've already been yelled at once this show. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, since we're just now moving on to Sony. Yeah, exactly. Um, I've been playing a lot of Persona 4. Uh, oh, cool. Which I got for Christmas. Um, it is an excellent Japanese RPG. I am about five and a half hours into it. They take the training wheels off at about four hours into it. <laughs> <laughs> so for the first four hours, you are basically uh, doing a tutorial for the most part. You get to fight. I think I counted in the first four hours. I think there were seven fights five of which were your standard uh, low-level RPG where you just select attack and then the enemy dies. Um, but the atmosphere and the characters and the dialogue and just, like, the as- the aesthetics of it, it's a, it's a pretty-looking game for a PS2 game. Um, all of that stuff is great. And I can tell, like, I'm going to keep playing this game. Uh, I think I've read it's about 60 hours to complete, so I really haven't even scratch the surface on it yet. But uh, definitely if you're into it, into the RPG scene, you already know about this game, but if you haven't played Persona before, Persona 4 is a great place to start. You Excellent. care nothing about it, Wombat. Not, not really. I, yeah. I'm not a fan. I just can't get into those those games. That's why we keep you around, so we have someone that plays those games. That's fine. I like yeah. being kept around. Exactly. So, you know, you you have your job, and I have mine, and mine is to talk about the most downloaded game on the PlayStation Network in 2008. Unbelievable. It was pain. Although, it actually, it's a loaded stat. Why is that? Because it came with the Metal Gear Solid bundle. Oh, right, it did. So, it's a loaded stat, but that doesn't explain why High Velocity Bowling is number two. That's what I was just going to ask. <laughs> Well, it has content that comes out, like, maybe once a month. There's always yes. something coming out for high-velocity bowling. Actually, uh, I know some people that really like that game. I, I, it, it's, it, I mean, I guess I would say it lacks a demo, but obviously it doesn't because people are buying it. It only lacks a demo in the sense that I probably won't buy it without one. Well, you're not in the market. Neither one of us is in the market for a bowling game, probably. No, I am not. That, that's not top of the list. No. But so, I do like pain a lot. You like what? I like pain. Oh, yes. We, we've we established that you like pain. You hate pain. Uh, I, I, it wasn't very compelling for me. It. I've played pain in so many other games as part of the game. Like, Amp 3 had that in there. Some of the Tony Hawks had that in there. You, you've got the uh, insurance fraud in Saints Row. It it just didn't seem enough for me to, like, be interested in it. Gotcha. But uh, should we go through the whole top ten? Uh, just for yeah, sure. Why not? There was Pain, High Velocity Bowling, Super Stardust HD, which is a great game. Uh, mm-hmm. Pixel Junk Monsters, another great game. Flow, which isn't really a game, but I I like it actually. I have it. I don't mind it at all. Um, Warhawk, which is a much bigger game and also That's... quite good. That's and, uh, impressive to be in, up there, I would say. Yeah, and obviously still selling, which is, yeah, definitely impressive. Uh, Aquatopia, which I really don't know anything about. Isn't that, is that the, 
That's just the like uh, fish aquarium one, isn't it? It might be. Uh, Tekken 5, which is Tekken 5. <laughs> High Stakes Poker Edition, which I believe is poker. Uh, yes. Yes. And su- surprisingly, maybe sadly, Ratchet and Clank is at the bottom of the list. Quest for Booty. I think that's just a pricing issue. Uh, you think it's a pricing issue? You think it's a length issue? You think there's not much of a market for Ratchet and Clank anymore? I think that's an issue, too. Yeah, I like Ratchet and Clank. I really like Nuts and Bolts. That That's the PS3 one, isn't it? No, that that is Banjo and Kazooie. Oh, yeah, that's right. What's the... <laughs> the I PS3 can't... one is, is Future Tools of Destruction. Yeah, Tools of Destruction, Nuts and Bolts. They both have Tool in it somewhere. But, yes... I, well, I enjoy both those games. But yes, Ratchet and Clank, the full game on the PS3, I thought was quite good. Um, yet I did never pick up Quest for Booty, probably because of the price. So, Right, I think those people interested in Ratchet and Clank, and then you throw that price on top of it, you're you're lucky to see it in the top ten, I'd say. Yeah, probably. And as someone who also who didn't buy it, I guess I am the example. Exactly. Yeah, look at that. That's That's what I was doing there. Good work. Uh, is that it for Sony? Yes. And here we go. No, let's move on to Nintendo where we have stuff to talk about. Or at least yes, I do. I, uh, like I said, I, I just started Wario Land uh, Shake It, which is good so far. It's exactly what I expected. Uh, good 2D platformer. And I have played and beaten uh, Mushroom Men now, so I can talk a little bit about that. Um, did you, you like know the I have one in my pants. <laughs> Not that one. Uh, <laughs> Uh, did you ever play the like Raymond games that were on uh, like the PlayStation Two and the GameCube and everything? The, like before the Raving Rabbids yeah, and yeah, all that uh-huh. stuff. Did you like those? Yeah, they weren't bad. Okay, uh, Mushroom Men is a lot like that. Okay. Uh, this is a actual video game for the Wii. Like this is something that hardcore gamers uh, could actually enjoy. It's not a mini-game collection. It is a straight-up 3D platformer like you would find last generation. Um, that's the only problem with it. Like, if you don't like 3D platformers, and I'm not talking about, like, modern 3D platformers, like even, like, Mario Sunshine, like, had some new twist to it and everything. I'm talking about the last generation of, of platformers. Uh, your... Jack and Daxter's Crash your, Bandicoots. Crash Bandicoot. Well, this is better than a Crash Bandicoot for the most part. Uh, the Good Spyros. I would compare this to. Um, it's it's a good game. It's not a great game, but the graphics are probably some of the best you're going to find on the Wii. It's got a great art style. Um, it's short. It only took me about five and a half hours to beat, but. That said, I only got like 60% of the collectibles. So if you're looking for a platformer, you're looking to go How's explore. the camera? Uh, the camera is okay. You control it with the uh, the D-pad, which takes maybe takes about a level to get used to uh, controlling that way. Um, you move with the nunchuck, and then uh, it's kind of like controls like Zelda, I guess. Uh, the Twilight Princess. It's because you attack by... Uh, waving the the Wiimote, um, and I I don't I don't even remember if there was an auto camera or if I was just constantly adjusting it, but I didn't have an issue in most places. Uh, the environments are fun to explore. the The first couple levels 
they're kind of bland, but after that it gets uh, a little bit more interesting. There's like a lot of like height and depth to the levels and lots of tunnels and like figuring out little puzzles to get different things in the game, like uh, platforms moving up and down or different things. Like there's like evil uh, rats and bunnies and everything. Everything's gotten infected by this meteorite storm. So that's why the mushrooms came to life in the first place. So you've got good and evil mushrooms and you're just this one solitary mushroom that's going around and trying to, uh, I guess find out what happened to his village. It kind of falls apart in like the storytelling aspect of the game, which is kind of a shame because it loses some of its charm there. But uh, if you're looking for a good platformer, this this is probably going to be one of the best Wii games you can buy of uh, 2008, which isn't saying a whole lot, I guess. <laughs> but I don't know. Are, are you still in the market for something like that? Me personally. Eh, yeah, eh. exactly. Exactly. It's eh. if you are looking for a platformer, you will like this. If you are looking, maybe, maybe I'll game for it. Uh, I can tell you right now, you're probably not going to be interested in it. Well, okay, just, then. just knowing you as a gamer, like this is very specific. If you are looking for an old school platformer, try this out. I did play a little Banjo Kazooie last night. Of the old type? Yeah, the original, the first one. Okay, yeah. I had that I was, on the X, XBLA. I was enjoying that. Okay. Uh, maybe you'd like Mushroom Men, but Banjo relies a lot on personality. Mm-hmm. And Mushroom yeah. Men is missing that. Like, it's got a lot of charm in the art style and some of the dialogue and things that you're doing are funny, but it, it's that part of the budget wasn't there, I don't think. But uh, I don't. I don't know. I, I really don't have that much more. To say. The soundtrack on it is great. It's uh, Les Claypool uh, did some of the tracks, and a company called Gleek did the rest. And they kind of did them in Les Claypool style. So it's a lot of uh, upright bass and stuff. It, it's a very cool aesthetic, like m- musically. Uh, and it, the levels are supposed to like kind of react to the music and everything. It's kind of hard to tell if they do that or not. But I, I was definitely like tapping my foot and stuff to the music that I was playing. It, it was. It added to the experience. Cool. And you also got uh, Robo... Robocopolipopolis? Exactly. Robocalypse for the DS. Robocalypse. Yeah. uh, That is a very good real-time strategy game that I don't think a lot of people know about. Um, It was put out by Tecmo with very little to no advertising. I'm going to say no. No (laughs) advertising. Yeah, it's got a very... uh, uh, good sense of humor. It's kind of darker than what I would expected because the characters are all uh, very uh, bright cartoon robots, and like the uh, the humans that are in the game are, I don't know. They kind of remind me of the art style that was in uh, Monster Madness. That that type of character design. Yeah. Uh, but this is a much better game than Monster Madness. Um, and it is a very good beginner's RTS, which I am. I would consider myself very much a beginner on, on RTSs. I'm terrible at them. But this one, you only have uh, two different kinds of uh, materials to worry about gathering. And there's only, I would say, maybe uh, seven different types of units, something like that. And that's including your hero units, which are your main robots. Like uh, they, they can do special things and you have your little 
just normal soldiers and worker robots and everything. But it, it's a lot of fun. I'm almost done with it. It's it's probably about five hours to beat that one. But I would definitely recommend that one to everybody. Excellent. Um, I, oh, and also in, <laughs> in Nintendo news, because this is kind of funny. Did you read on the, this was on Destructoid about the woman that uh, tried to buy, st- buy a couple of WiiWare games, I guess, or virtual console games? And uh, it said to enter a credit card in order to pay for them. So she literally took out a credit card and stuck it into the disk drive on her Wii. <laughs> and then she continued to stick them in there. Yes, when the first one didn't work, she stuck two <laughs> more in. And so she had three credit cards stuck in her Wii. That, that's brilliant. That is pretty funny. I, I What can you do? I I really don't have much else to say about that, but it did make me laugh. So there you go. That's what happens yeah, when you sell way to everybody, I guess. All right, on to CAGs on news. Yeah, there's really there really wasn't too much. It just you know, I, I don't even know why I put this on here. I guess I again just something I thought that was interesting. Uh, Metacritic uh, compiled their list of the best games of 2008, and their list isn't based on any type of editor, you know, what likes or dislikes. It's just based purely on score on review score. Um, I know that most of our listeners could care less about how a game gets review score-wise, but I think it's sometimes interesting at the end of the year to look back and see what exactly did get the highest review scores this year. Most of it, most of it is pretty much what you would expect. You know, uh, number one was Grand Theft Auto with a ninety-eight uh, review score average out of a hundred, um, followed by Little Big Planet with a ninety-five, and Metal Gear Solid Four with a ninety-four. Uh, also tied with uh, Bioshock and uh, Shin Megami Tensei Persona Four. Also, do you think it's Android. do you think it's interesting that the top four games can all be played on the PS3? Uh, I th- think that's very interesting. Uh, yeah, the top four games can all be played on the PS3, and on the list, it looks like what uh, seven of the ten can be played on the PS3, or close to it, or on a or on a Sony console. At least. No, all, all on. Oh wait, okay. There's one on the PSP down there. Yeah, it's but on... yeah, yeah. So PS3 getting some uh, some love uh, critically at least. Yeah, critically, PS3 games or you know at least multi-platform games uh, are doing quite well with games like Bioshock. Uh, I mean, Persona is a PS2 game, but well, I guess you can't play that on every PS3 these days. No, uh, but I mean, you have. You have two out of the top four games that are there that are PS3 exclusive. That is true with uh, LBP and MGS4. Uh, then you have Smash Brothers Brawl, Gears of War at number five, tied for number five. Uh, Chrono Trigger and Braid at number six. Uh, the only DS game to make the list would be Chrono Trigger. Uh, and another surprise would be World of Goo at number seven with uh, 94 on the Wii. That's a very good game. Yeah, and the highest rated Wii... Uh, no, not the highest rated Wii game. Uh, Smash Brothers Brawl would be the highest rated Wii game by two points. Uh, then Fallout 3. Uh, Galactic Civilizations 2 on the PC with ninety with a 92. I've never even heard of that game. Me neither. Uh, Rock Band 2 at number 9. And God of War Chains of Olympus at number 10, tied with uh, Wrath of the Lich King, the World of Warcraft expansion. So... Again, I guess some, it, some surprises, really, because I don't, you know, I don't think you're going to see God of War on that many uh, game of the year lists. Uh, you know, as far as if someone was critical top tens, I don't think you'll see that game on many lists. 
Same no, with no. World of Goo. Same with uh, Persona 4, maybe, maybe not. No, so. Persona 4 is going to be up there, I think, for... Uh, well, I mean, it, it just depends on whether they take into account PS2. Like, stuff other than 360 and PS3, mainly. That's for, what I mean. Uh, I, I just don't year. see that many. See yeah. that many, yeah. I mean, people you're going to have the think, World of Goo's up there. I don't think it's on people's for... minds is really where I'm going. Right. And we're going to have our list out uh, next week for the CADcast uh, of our favorite games of the yeah, year. Yeah, we're not doing a best of. We're just doing games that we most enjoyed. So take it or leave it, I guess. Yeah. Um, and I guess I'm going to have to finally give up on that God of War, War Chains of Olympus coming out for the PS2. Yeah. And suck it, suck uh, it up and get it for the PSP. I have it. It's good. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm certain that it was, but I I really thought it was going to come to the PS2 at some point. Not going to happen. Not now. Uh, moving on, are we going to do some CAG bag here? Sure. Uh, we'll just we'll hit a couple of questions. It's actually getting late for me. Uh, King Brawley asks us. I'll probably want a cheapy on this too, but too bad. Uh, what do you guys think? More. What do you guys think looks more like you? Your me, your 360 avatar, or your home avatar? Uh, I would have to go with home avatar. See, I'm going to say my 360 avatar. Interesting. I think I look more, more like a caricature of myself. Yes, it's more your shape. Yes, I've. <laughs> um, let's see. Uh, C Football One asks question for shipwreck. Do you have Netflix? And if you do, how are you liking it? No, I do not have Netflix. Well, I think you should sign up for Netflix using www.netflix slash CADcast. That was the whole reason it. you put this question in here. Huh? No, I didn't know you didn't have it. I thought you did, to be perfectly no, honest. No, I, I don't have it because, uh, like I was stating earlier, uh, Mrs. Shipwreck doesn't uh, sit down to watch a lot of movies. Like She gets home pretty late at, in the evening. Like tonight, uh, that's why we're recording the show a little bit late, because she didn't get home until just before 8. So by that time... She pretty much just likes to watch movies that she's seen before if she's going to watch a movie or she'll watch uh, just like television shows where she doesn't have to think about it. So we wouldn't get much use out of Netflix, I don't think. Yeah. And let's see. We'll round out with one last question from Thorbon 3 because it wouldn't be a show without a question from Thorbon 3. Wombat, will you be spending Christmas Day at the movie theater watching The Spirit like many other comic book-loving Jews? And what have you done in the past on the 25th? Um, it is not unusual for me to go to the movies on Christmas Day. Um, we normally do. Uh, the movies and Chinese food tends to be the Jewish tradition on Christmas, for those who are not aware, for Jews. Um, and we are stereotypes in that scenario. Although this year we did do it a little differently, especially with the baby. Uh, Christmas, we spent the day in the house, and my parents came by, and we watched Iron Man on Blu-ray, because my father had not seen it and he wanted to, and we ordered in Chinese food. Oh, very nice. So, there was still a movie in Chinese food involved, it was just more sedentary than it usually is on Christmas. I have not been hearing good things about the spirit, either. No, it's supposed to be terrible. Yeah. So, let's see, what else we got? We got, uh, some housekeeping. Uh, like I mentioned before, www.netflix.com slash CADcast if you're interested in some Netflix goodness. Two-week trial, blah, blah, blah. Uh, CADcast on Facebook. Yes. Join our, have... join our group. The Joystick group has surpassed 2,000 people. Well, good for them. 
We they've have got a not. Good, they've got a good show. They do have a good show, but you know they have oof, they have over more people than us, and that hurts my feelings. And <laughs> uh, also, since this is going on the CAG Four Play link, uh, you are sponsored by GoDaddy. Get ninety six dollars in free extras with your domain name from GoDaddy.com. Each domain includes free hosting with a website builder, a free broadcast, complete email, and much more. Plus, as a listener of the CAGCast slash CAG4Play, enter code GAMER1, that's G-A-M-E-R-1, and get your .com domain name for just seven forty nine a year. Some restrictions apply. See site for details. Get your piece of the internet at GoDaddy.com. You got your piece. I did get my piece. I haven't done anything with it yet. That's all right. It's It's... It's there for you. I know. I have it for at least two years. I did buy a domain name from GoDaddy for those who do not know. And one day I'll use it. Um, it's a good domain name, too, don't you think? Uh, I can't remember what it is at the moment. Well, we'll talk about it later. It's a secret. Right. Not that anyone can take it from me. I own it. But still, it's mine. <laughs> There's nothing there right now anyway, so you nobody know, needs to know about yeah, it. People would go and it would just say, site under construction. Um, and, uh, you can go to gamesblog.ugo.com, uh, for at least one more day. And <laughs> by the time you listen to this, you might not need to, <laughs> you may not need to do that anymore. More on that on the next episode of the CAG cast. Um, and don't forget to listen to the CAG cast and CAG foreplay every week. And we shall see you next week. Thanks for tuning in on this shorter wombat is exhausted and sick episode of CAG play forecast whatever you want to call it yes now you got to go take your beating like a man oh. <laughs>